Welcome to the All Things Work podcast from the Society for Human Resource Management. I'm your host, Tony Lee, Head of Editorial Operations here at SHRM. Thank you for joining us. If this is your first time listening to the show, welcome. All Things Work is an audio adventure during which we talk with HR thought leaders and tastemakers to give you an insider's perspective on all things work. Joining me today is Arlene Hirsch, a longtime friend and a frequent contributor to HR Magazine and SHRM.org, as well as a recognized expert in the field of career psychology. Arlene runs a Chicago-based career and psychological counseling firm. In fact, she's speaking to us today from her office in downtown Chicago. And she provides a range of individual career counseling and psychotherapy, vocational forensics, and job search coaching. And ultimately, her goal is to help her clients identify and understand behaviors that can sabotage or accelerate career growth. She's the author of several best-selling books and the author of a new All Things Work newsletter article on reverse mentoring. And she's here with us today to help us understand what reverse mentoring is and why it's more important than ever in the workplace. Arlene, welcome to the program. How are you? Hi, Tony. Thanks. And so reverse mentoring, I think a lot of people think they know what it means. Maybe can you just explain quickly what reverse mentoring is? Yes. So um, the first reverse mentoring program was actually developed by Jack Welch when he was the CEO of General Electric uh, in 1999. And what had happened at that time was that Welch noticed that um, the junior associates were using the Internet and that his senior leaders had no idea how to use the Internet. And so he was um, rightly concerned that they were going to fall behind if they weren't up to date on this new, what was at the time, new technology. And so he paired 500 top-level leaders together with junior associates so that the senior leaders could learn how to use the Internet. Um, And uh, kind of interestingly, he included himself in that group. So he himself had a junior associate as a mentor. So that was the beginning. Since time... Um, it's, so it started out as a technology, as, as junior-level people teaching senior-level people about technology. But since that time, it's now actually being used for a lot more, a lot of different business challenges. And with millennials in particular, um, the senior, a lot of senior leaders feel like they need more of a generational perspective. And so in addition to the um, the technology component where the junior, junior people teach the senior level people about technology, they also teach them about their perspective and they provide their insights and ideas about how these companies could change. That makes sense. I mean, kind of the real change here is, you know, most senior company leaders are, you know, came up in kind of a top down knowledge sharing environment where they decided what knowledge everyone should have. And then it got passed down through the ranks. And and this is a lot more about, you know, equal sharing kind of in a learning environment. Is that is that a mindset change that you think is kind of hard for some company leaders or do you think they're open to it? Well, I think it, it depends. So one of the um, some of the research shows that when when leaders are resistant to it, it's because they actually like the top down approach and they it's hard for them to let go of that. And uh, and also learning, you know, as a learner and you're learning from someone who's several levels down, uh, several you know, a lot younger than you and also several levels down on the org chart. I think is, is challenging for some people. And um, 
because it requires a kind of level of, of humility. So there's two ways that, that companies are, are – well, there's three ways companies are addressing that. One is some companies don't make it voluntary, so participation is not mandatory. So if you sign up and you say, yes, I want to be mentored by a junior person, you're saying I'm open to this. And so you're not, you're not forcing the person uh, to do that. Another way that they address it is relabeling it. So, um, so some companies are calling it reciprocal mentoring instead of reverse mentoring. And so the idea of the reciprocal mentoring is you take the hierarchy out of it, and it comes back to the idea that you were talking about before with the knowledge economy, that the people are sharing equally with each other. And so it, you don't have to... Um, you don't have to feel like here's this junior level person, right? Uh, that I that I'm exposing, you know, my ignorance to. Uh, but the other way, with the third way that they that they address that is, and this is true in almost everyone that I talk to, the person, the mentoring pair, the senior level and junior level person, do not work directly together. So they're in different departments. So that. Um, so, you, so when you go back to, you know, when the reverse mentoring situation is over and you go back to working, this person who was mentoring you and now knows, you know, like how stupid you really are, although they don't, you know, phrase it that way, but knows like how little you know about certain things, you're not embarrassed, right? So, um, and you know, and I think the concern is especially um, if, if there's an ego piece that people don't want to um, lose their, their authority, all right, so if you go back to then uh, being the manager of someone who's been mentoring you, I think it can be uncomfortable. And I think some leaders, it doesn't have to be like this, but I think some leaders feel like they've lost some of their authority when they do that. Yeah, no, you can you can see that fear. And, and you also mentioned in your article that it's a great way for more senior leaders who tend to be, you know, either boomers or, or just after to really interact with millennials and Gen Z and, and get a sense of what another generation is thinking and how they approach problem solving. And, you know, it can only be good from that perspective, right? Right. Well, so if you let go of the ego part of it. So, so there was, there's an example of the, the CEO of Lloyd's of London, who, who was probably in her early 50s. She had a, a mentor who was 19 years old. And, um, and what she said about that is that, it was exciting for her because it's so easy as a senior leader to lose um, touch with what's really happening because you're so embroiled in your own company or your own industry that you, you and you're so divided from your junior level people that you you can lose your competitive edge because you you also lose a piece of your consumer base if your consumers or customers happen to be younger. And so she said that one of the most exciting things about uh, having this 19-year-old mentor was a completely different perspective and a completely fresh perspective that she had never considered. And, um, and, the, and the other advantage of a CEO doing that is that you then role model that for other senior leaders in your organization and you send the message that it's not only acceptable, but it's desirable. Yeah. 
And, and another interesting thing you brought out in your article was, you know, the diversity aspect and inclusion aspect in that, you know, a lot of senior leaders, as you said, are, are you know, kind of white towered in meeting rooms with other senior leaders. And, and maybe they're not as exposed as much as they could be to a diverse group of their employees, whether that's, you know, ethnic or sexual orientation or you name it. And through reverse mentoring, they get a chance to spend time with folks from different backgrounds uh, who are in their, you know, work within the company who they may not have spent any time talking to otherwise. Right. So this was a really interesting finding, I thought, in the article about that I hadn't anticipated, which is about how many of these reverse mentoring programs are initiated by the diversity and inclusion departments or, or programs. And so they're coming out of DNI. And what's motivating what the, the objective in creating the program is to teach senior leaders how to lead and manage a diverse 21st century workforce. And they, have, and they have no idea. And so, or often, have, as you said, they have no exposure to that. And so the way that the program, like the program of PWC Consulting, for example, is set up so that um, it, t- it comes out of the Diversity and Inclusion Initiative, and it's set up so that the senior leader, a senior leader is always mentored by someone who comes from a diverse background. And it's, it's created intentionally because they... They want the senior leaders to understand and to be able to empathize with what is the experience of people who come from such a different background. But in that program, just I think what's, what was kind of interesting is that it's mandatory for the senior. It's mandatory for all of the partners in the company are required to be mentored by someone from a different background. What a great idea. A, a great way to increase that exposure. Right. Um, and, and the other thing I found that was interesting about that particular program is that you can sign up for multiple years. So, so the, the, men, the junior mentors, again, that's voluntary. You don't have to do that. But everyone has the option to sign up for multiple years. But the thing that the one restriction on that is that you're never allowed to be paired with the same person twice. So you always have to have a, have a new perspective and be gaining a new perspective. Smart, smart approach. Um, And a good segue to another challenge with reverse mentoring, um, you know, in the Me Too environment, which is, you know, men mentoring women one on one, um, preparing women for leadership roles within the company. Yet, you know, there's a lot of fear these days uh, among senior company, male senior company executives about being one on one with a younger female employee. So, what did you find in your article there? So I guess you could say for starters, it depends on the man, right? So in the wake of the Me Too movement, some men are shying away from mentoring women because they're they're fearful of being accused of sexual harassment. But I think in reality, if you're not, if you behave yourself and if you're respectful of the women that you work with and that there's no reason, that there's, it's a false narrative, there's really no reason that you need to be concerned about that. And the, the, the advantage of having a reverse mentoring program across gender between men and women is that it's important for men and women to learn how to work together. And so rather than, than making people defensive about what's going to happen, I think through the, the mentoring program, they get to know each other better and to appreciate each other as people. 
and that it should not be it shouldn't be a concern. The advantage to, to having women mentoring men is that it's actually a tangible solution to the problem of companies not having enough women in leadership roles. Because one of the, the problems is if one thing that happens in reverse mentoring is that the, the junior mentors are able to develop their leadership capabilities and also to get noticed by senior level people. So it's a career advancement tool as well as a leadership development tool. And if women are excluded from that process, then they're excluded from leadership development opportunities and from the kind of networking that comes out of that. Great. And you said uh, you had a, a quote in the article that you particularly liked on this topic. Yeah, it was related to the idea um, of men shying away from mentoring women because they're fearful of being accused of sexual harassment. And the quote came from Brad Johnson, who's one of the co-authors of a book called Athena Rising. And what he said is that sets up a false narrative that women are dangerous because they are demanding not to be harassed. If you're not a predator, you have very little to worry about. Yeah, well, that that's really the issue. Um, one other thing we should cover, uh, we, we should talk about here is, you know, why should companies embrace uh, reverse mentoring? Why should they put in the programs? And it it seems like, you know, there are a lot of reasons. I mean, number one is you increase retention among younger employees who are involved in it, which makes sense. And certainly it, it fosters more inclusion. Um but it also helps from the technology standpoint, right? Because, uh, you know, we, we found here at Sherm that a lot of the millennials and Gen Z employees, you know, they're, they're using tools, uh, interactive tools that folks who've been here a while may not have ever even heard of, let alone used. Um, it, it helps get that technology through the company. Is that what you found as well? Right. So, so that was the original incentive to start the program. So that was Jack Welch's initial, initial reason. And even though, like, we're well beyond, like, not knowing how to use the Internet, hopefully, um, technology is so, is so, changes so rapidly. And a lot of the younger, the, not just the millennials, but a lot of the, because now Gen Z is coming into the picture, too. But these are, these are digital natives, right? And so they're used to adopting new technologies and kind of being on the pulse of new technologies, especially, I would say, apps and social media they're not all as sometimes one of the things i found is that they actually that different generations actually over um they, they think that young people are know more about technology than they really do but there's certain kinds of technology that they didn't know about and that's particularly the social media um, and some of the new platforms that they're using so so the, um, the advantage of having the younger people mentor the senior people is they can catch, get them up to date on what's happening and also about how to reach, how to reach the uh, younger customer. So it, it helps them develop marketing strategies and also customer relationships that are more connected to a different generation. So there was, a, there was an interesting example um, about one of the managing directors at Ogilvy & Mather, which is a very large, well-established advertising agency. And his, um, his millennial mentors taught him 
how to jazz up his Twitter posts because they said he was he was too boring, uh, and they wanted him to to modernize what he did, and that it just sends a different message, I think, to the people that you interact with, um, that you're in touch with what's happening. There was another example I think worth mentioning, which was at uh, UPS when the company um, was struggling to train delivery assistants on their tablets. And the, the president of the Global Freight Forwarding Division uh, talked to her millennial mentor about this and was convinced to eliminate the tablets and train the assistants on the iPhones because that's the technology that they're comfortable with. And that completely eliminated the problem that they were having. That's a yeah. What a per, that's a perfect example, and and it's funny. We have uh, college interns at Sherm every year, and last summer uh, we had a college intern in our department, and she was using Slack. Right. And uh, some some of us started to use Slack, and now uh, we got a, a new chief technology officer who's a fan of Slack, and now it's Sherm wide. I know. So you know, w- we learn we learn from those coming up behind us, right? Well, the interns are particularly interesting because there's several examples of 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 senior leaders interacting with interns. These aren't even employees, right? Mm-hmm. And they're interacting with in- interns, and they're learning from the interns, and this is like the newest, you know, these are like the newest technologies, and they're things that, that younger people actually take for granted that, uh, that the senior-level people are completely clueless about. Yep, no, absolutely. Well, this is great, Arlene. Thank you. That, that, that's going to do it for this edition of All Things Work. Um, a big thank you to Arlene Hirsch for joining me and discussing reverse mentoring. Um, and before we get out of here, I just want to encourage everyone to subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, wherever you listen to podcasts. And while you're at it, be sure to give us a five-star rating and leave a review. Because if you're an HR professional, you know how important feedback is. Also, Be sure to check out Sherm on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn, and you can find all of our episodes and more podcasts, including Honest HR, on our website at sherm.org slash podcasts. Thank you for listening, and we'll catch you next time on All Things Work. All Things Work.